If you're like me, you've got lots of software subscriptions to run your business. But do you have the right ones? That's what I'm going to talk with my guest, Jamie Slutsky, about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeck, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, I'm coming to you because I know how to use technology. Well, not all that well, but I fake it. But my guest, Jamie Slutsky, the host of the Tech of Business podcast, knows how to use technology. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Jamie, before we got on the air, we were talking about the fact that there are today so many technology choices. How do you go about picking the right one when you've got a need? You know, that is such a great question. And it's kind of where um, most people stumble is that you go and you do crowdsourcing. You might find it on Facebook or you might do a Google search or things like that. And you just kind of pop up and you say, okay, I'm going with the top recommended. But that might not always be the best option because every single tool has pros and cons. Every single one of them, even some of my favorite tools that I use have pros and cons. And it's a matter of figuring out what you're trying to accomplish and what you're willing to live with. And I think it's a balance between those to find the right tech tool for whatever task you are doing. The first place I like to look to find a tech tool to accomplish something new is in your existing tech stack. Is there something that you're already using, already paying for, already feeling comfortable with that can be used for this new initiative, project, launch, goal, whatever it might be? So really being very familiar with kind of what you've already got and maybe there are capabilities of that product that you've never considered or a feature that you had never used. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, you don't have to throw everything away whenever you're starting a new project. And you also don't need to make redundancies and repetitive tools like tools that overlap too much. So looking at what the tools you have actually do and what they and if they can fill the need or if you need to bring something new on and then also it kind of ties all into you know my general philosophy of if you are bringing something new on can it not only do what you're looking to accomplish next but can it also replace something that you're already using that wasn't able to do that thing so when you bring on a new piece of software that doesn't mean you have to just add you could potentially refine or remove at the same time you know we had that experience a number of years ago we had been using a contact management tool and we had a project management tool And we were very happy. We had these two tools. We were paying the subscription for Mm -hmm. both. And then one day the company that made the project management tool, well, they went out of business. And we found a great replacement and discovered that it also included CRM. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was a great change in the long run, 
but there was a little pain in the transition as we had to get used to a new CRM. Oh, totally. There's not, I, I'm not talking about lack of growing pains, but I mean, I think that's actually kind of where I fit with a lot of people is to help them through those growing pains. But definitely whenever you bring on a new piece of software, a new tool, a new way of using your tools, there are going to be learning curves and growing pains for sure. So when I'm evaluating competitive products and there's, you know, four different SEO tools I could use or three different CRMs, are there some general questions I should be asking, some things I should be really taking a good look at before I make a leap to one or the other? You know, the this day and age, most of those tools are going to work. Making sure that you know what it is you want to accomplish. What is your number one pain point? And as long as it's uh, addressing that, then it's really looking at how much can it be integrated with your other systems. So if you're looking at a CRM that the only integration with your um, website or your email marketing or whatever is through Zapier, that may be less preferable than one that has a direct integration because direct integrations means fewer hoops, means fewer things can drop. So that's definitely one of the ways that I help to figure out what solution might be worth taking the next step with. But in reality, it's a matter of getting into the tool. And most of the time, if you're evaluating tools, I would recommend only doing two. And most of the time, I actually say, just pick, just pick one and go with it. And see how it works with you for you for 30, 60, 90 days. And if it doesn't fulfill all of the boxes that you were hoping it could fill, you've got that much more information next time you go back through and find something else that can be your CRM or can be your shopping cart or can be your email marketing system because you'll have more information about what didn't work. And it's just an iterative process. As you're doing this and you you decide, I'm going to go with this tool, what kind of things should I do to prepare for that onboarding phase, that 30 to 60 or 90 days of learning the new system? And maybe it's not just for me. Maybe it's me and my whole company. How do you kind of get ready for that? Oh, that is such a good question. I think that it's really a matter of what are we going to use this tool for? What is the what is breaking in our system that right now or what are we trying to accomplish and get that working first? You know, you it doesn't help to I mean, if you're switching from one CRM to another CRM, for example, it doesn't help to migrate all of your existing clients first. Make sure that you set up what doesn't work on your old system first so that then when you're ready to migrate everybody over and into, they're migrated into systems and you have fewer pieces to move two, three, four times. That makes so much sense that, you know, the idea that maybe you bring over a small test group of data and and get all the bugs worked out and get everything in place and then bring over 2,000 records. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so let's let's flip over to the other side because we do have some time and talk about over time, you end up with a lot of software that you're paying for. How do you start rationalizing (laughs) this monster that you've created? Oh, goodness. That is such a great question. And that's something that I work on pretty extensively with my clients is just really understanding your tech stack and understanding what everything 
what the purpose of things is. So with that, I recommend always you know, paper and pen or white paper, you know, or whiteboard it or something like that to really kind of say, okay, this is the piece, the tool that I'm using and write it down, write down the name of it, write down how long you've been using it, write down how much it costs and how much you've already invested in it financially, not necessarily um, how much you've invested in it time-wise, but that might be a column that you do as well, but like really spreadsheet it out so that you can look at these tools and say, okay, I've invested $40 into this tool, or I've invested $4,000 into this tool. Which one do you think you could more easily feel comfortable getting rid of in your business? Well, is it the one that's $4,000 and giving you like nothing but grief and lots of headaches? Or is it the $40 tool that's not doing a whole lot for your business? I'm kind of putting both out there because the answer for every business is different. The $4,000, you know, tool may be one that you want to get rid of, whereas on other businesses, it may be the $40 tool. Absolutely. One of the things that this sort of analysis brings up is, you know, I've always used mm-hmm. this tool. This is how I I do it. My systems are built around it and it's fun. Right. But there is a moment where, you know, how do you decide when fine isn't good enough? When you have to balance the comfort versus really great. Yeah. And to me, the answer to that is when the number of steps that manually need to be taken outweigh the benefit of using the tool. So when you first started using your email marketing system, your system was go in, write an email, hit send. When you are now using that email marketing system, it may be four, five, six steps. Make sure that all of my CRM contacts are in my C- in my email marketing system. Make sure that my tags are right. Make sure this, make sure that. Write the email. Make sure that this is um, that this subset doesn't get the email, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden you see how complicated you've made send an email, write an email, send an email. And at that point, it's time to say, how can I make this better? How can I make it so that there's not a potential for human error? That is great advice. Jamie, I can't believe how much information you were able to drop on us in such a short time. Uh, You know what? I, I could talk for hours about this stuff. I just adore helping business owners make the most out of the technology that they're using. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, I am going to encourage all of my listeners to hop over to the techofbusiness.com website to find out more about what you do and what they should be doing. And there will be a link in the show notes. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us Absolutely. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to know more about marketing and other topics of interest to business owners, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.